them, you go like, I've heard this guy before, but like he's just, oh, that's him. Like, yeah. This is this is what he's actually like. When exactly. He's hanging out with his buddies. Yeah. Um, and they're joking about stuff, and it's just like these wild tangents that they go on. That's so. Cool. I like that. So that's really cool. Yeah, I definitely have to. Uh, I have to spend some more time investing in things like that. Um, I've realized like just experiencing life, and I know that's just so silly. But it's not something that this generation is encouraged to do. It's about preparing for life. Yeah. But you never, like, you never stop preparing for life. <laughs> right. And like, like, oh, I'm prepared now. <laughs> right. Nobody ever gets that place. And, but nobody tells you that. And so, no, you, no. Yeah. You feel like everything you have to do has to be to help you build whatever you're building. You don't even know what you're building. Well, and why do I always feel underprepared? Because that's, how it works that's exactly how it works. yes yeah and that's like that's been my conversation with like everyone now it's just like why is it like this well it's just yeah. life but find ways to enjoy it you know yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that's the cool thing about it it's just you get to find ways to enjoy it but then the other thing is just you experience the creativity and the reason for living which is just so important so va- like yeah. valuable because you know it, it, why do why do i come to this place why am i working here right well because like my relationship with the Lord has allowed me to get to this place. And then I get to come to work and share my relationship with the Lord with other people, (laughs) you know, and like the things that he's doing out there. But if I'm not experiencing anything out there, then this becomes dry. This well is dry. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Like I've got, I'm going to have to manufacture something to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I also don't know what they're experiencing. Yeah. Um, You know, that, that if I'm not living in their world because I don't know how to live, then how can I help them? do that yeah yeah yeah. so well and that's man i i am a big believer that like people who go to bible college when they graduate they should have to take like a year of just go work in the real world before you work in a church yeah because i went from work you know at a a bible college to working at a church immediately and like i'm 20 23 years old i think at the time yeah i of course thought i knew everything and i'm like i have no actual life experience outside of christian bubbles yes who am I talking to? People that live outside of Christian bubbles. And right. so like, I didn't even realize there was a disconnect the whole time. Oh man. Um, and so I'm like, man, there's so much, when I left ministry for a while and went into like corporate world and all these uh, retail, all, I'm like, I'm going like, oh, oh. <laughs> this is what it's like. Yeah. And, Cause I, and you know, I was almost 30 at that, at right. that time. I think I was 30. So I, I think having that skin in the game of like you you need those real life experiences in order to know what you're talking about i think i think more than that is like that's important that that is so important that's like that aids ministry and aids you know clarifies why we do what we do right right but even more than that more important than that what the thing that impacted me the most and continues to impact me the most is a realization of what life is like without god yeah not dealing like not walking that walk yeah, yeah, yeah. but because you're living alongside people who don't know him yeah and you get to experience that you know you get to see it through their lens if you're willing like it calls like you have to be willing you have to desire those relationships i mean right. you don't even put yourself in those situations like most christians don't uh-huh. you know because they're not willing um they want to be safe they forget the whole point why we're here right. you know um and so uh but when you do that you realize what you have, you know, you realize that you have the creator of the universe, you know, on speed dial, you know, yeah, like, yeah. which is not even a thing anymore. That's no, crazy. Speed that's, dial is yeah. not. How, come on, grandpa. That's <laughs> retired. Like, it just, oh my goodness. This Let me go scary. get your Rolodex. For right, you exactly. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But, you sound like me. <laughs> I, Listen, I, that's a good thing. Praise <laughs> God. Oh, my goodness. I, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll think differently <laughs> get older. Oh, man. So, all right. So, should we jump in? Let's do it. Okay. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Family Ties Podcast. Uh, I'm Jaron. This is with me, John. Hi, John. Yep. Hey, hey. How you doing, Jaron? Hi, everyone else. Goodness, there's a, there could be anybody listening yeah. right now. There could be like four. Four or four hundred. We have no idea. It, like that's <laughs> that's uh, oh gosh, nerve wracking, but cool. It's probably four hundred. All right. Uh, so we are. Um, we've been talking about talking. We've been talking about how to mm-hmm. talk with our kids about specific right. things, specific topics that that as parents we should be talking about with our kids on a regular basis. And and how do we do that? How do we go about that? How do we have a mind the correct mindset to kind of jump into those conversations? Um, 
like what are we even trying to teach our kids about these topics, stuff yeah. like that. So it's been some really good conversations. Um, we've talked about, man, we've talked about choice. We've talked about faith a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk um, <laughs> about some other things coming up that'll be fun. <laughs> that we sh- um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm even nervous about mentioning, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, they're going to talk about that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're talking about the money one, right? That's uh, totally yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> So we, we will be talking about money. We're going to talk about sex because, <laughs> I mean, that is an important conversation to have right. with the kids. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about oh, praise God obedience. <laughs> Even though this one, this one is just as bad. Yeah, like, I've been thinking uh, about this one ever since we we mentioned it. Ever since we started talking about choice, I was like, Oh uh, no, this is coming. Uh, oh no, because yeah. obedience is something everyone struggles with. It is well, and it's like this. I don't, I don't know. It, it's like this raw nerve. Like it is, I mean, you, you work with teenagers. Yeah. This is such a thing. Like yeah. this is such a right at the surface topic of conversation. It's right there all the time. This is on their minds. Well, I've never heard somebody say, I, you know what I love to do? I love to obey. Oh yeah. Well, our culture just prizes right. obedience, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that word is just like, <laughs> what do you, if somebody tells you to obey, you're already in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's, that word is being used, like you feel right. like, oh, I've done something wrong. Right. Um, well, and it's so interesting because as a parent, I'm going, but I need my kids to obey me. Right. That's really important. And by the way, God says so. Rarely does a <laughs> student say, hey, John, I need to obey. Right, right. I need, I need to do a better job I, of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, it, that, no. That never comes up? No. And, and, and huh. what comes up is like, what, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got in trouble. Why? Well, because I did this. But it was never like, when I should have done this. No, yeah, it was yeah. like, I did this. And how could they have, like, like not understood why I did that? Right. And, and that's the disconnect. That's <laughs> yes. the problem is, as a parent, I'm going, you flat out disobeyed. Like it's so just patently obvious. Right. Um, now there's now there's now there's consequences. Yes. Now you're in trouble because I need to teach you yes. that, that you need to obey. Um, and it, yes, that's an important lesson, but oftentimes it doesn't land the way we want it to land with our kids. So how do we do that? Yeah, exactly. And how, how do again? Like there are there are things here that like students naturally are not able to. Um, what's it called? Like they don't even notice it's happening there. Like it's right. not, it's not going on. Like they can't get their, their, their minds in a place where they understand, you know, that obedience is even a factor here. It's, yeah. it's, it's something that they didn't do. They didn't realize they didn't do this. Right. You know, there was a rule that was missed or there was a right. direction that. Or a heat of the moment. Yes. Thing. You know, kind of, yeah. I mean, this totally connects to that, that. You know, the conversation we had before this of like choices, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not realizing that choice was even that a, was a even thing a, here. Yeah. But here with obedience, it's like, when did I have to obey? Why did I have to obey? Like, what is obeying? You right. know, um, should I even enjoy that? Like, you know, these right. things. Or, or the opposite, which is all I have to do. All I do is obey. Mm-hmm. I just have to do what I'm told all the time. I have authority figures. I have parents. I have teachers. I have coaches, yada, yada, yada. And right. so all I do is I have to obey. And and like, I feel like uh, subservient to mm-hmm. everyone. And, yeah. and that's a really popular notion. That's a very common thing with, with especially teens, with elementary kids, like everybody. I mean, it's, it's this, if I'm a minor, mm-hmm. I don't... I don't get to make my own choice as much. I, 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 I have all these authority figures in my life right. that I pretty much always have to defer to. Yeah. And what's interesting is that this, it's, it's never the same situation. You know, I have students that I talk to where this, that is their life. And I have other students where their whole life is, you know, choice. Like yeah. they get to choose everything. You know, that's rare. It doesn't happen that often, but when that does happen, obviously like, it's chaos because you know um and uh when that is their whole life so you what i'm saying is we need both <laughs> like right like yes students need direction right you know kids need direction they are clearly not guidance. equipped for life yeah. yet yeah, yeah. yeah i think we talked about how like when when i was younger there were moments in my life especially in high school where i was like man i wish someone would tell me that i need to do this yeah <laughs> like you you need to do this here 
but nobody's telling me that. Right. Now I have to figure it out and then exactly. I just find out when I'm wrong. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Wrong <laughs> exactly. You know, um, and, and so like that was just so important. Yeah. I realized like, and, and the good thing about that, God used that and just as God will use anything we bring to the table, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if we get to choose what comes to the table, why not bring good things to the table, right? right? Like right. we get to choose. But in those moments, you know, God used that to encourage me to go to scripture and find out, you know, and 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 dive into my relationship with him to learn about obedience, to learn why, you know, I should do these things and, and all that. But that's not always the case. Yeah. Um, that's rare that that's the case without somebody or, you know, God placing that in your heart to do that. Yep. So I think, man, I think we're, it begs the question, why obey? Because I, I mean, we have this disconnect, right? We're, we're telling our, our kids, mm-hmm. you need to obey. You need to do what I'm telling you to do. You have to respect my authority and, and God says so. And, you know, I, I know more than you, all these kind of things. Right. Um, and our kids don't typically hear that well. No. Um, they respond differently than we would hope usually. And so there's this disconnect of why this is really important, why obedience is so important. And what do we mean by obedience? And so let's talk about that because I think there's some things that as parents we have to examine and make sure we're we're looking at things the right way, have the right expectations, mm-hmm. um, and that we we want it for the right reasons too. Um, oh man, that's that's a whole um, that that's the whole thing. So we have to be honestly looking at ourselves and go, why do I want my child to obey? Yeah, we will say it's because. I want what's best for them. I want to to raise them up, and and that's true. Mm-hmm. But many times in the moment, that's not why I'm no. I'm enforcing something. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it's like I just need it quiet, and so I'm telling you to be quiet. Right. <laughs> um. And, and or because it's simpler than than sitting down and trying to explain to you all these things. I just need you to trust me. Yeah. And and do it. Just do it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you're teaching so many things there in that moment. That <laughs> is so scary. Uh. You know, to think like. Uh that somebody would live their life that way, that someone would give them no reason to do something except do it because I told you yeah. and they would go and do it. You know, like whenever we see that in our culture, people yeah. blindly follow other people. It's dangerous. It, it is. It can be. Exactly. If you hear your your kid is doing that or your student's doing that, you know, that they're blindly following um, right. their friends, not asking them why they've decided to do those things. Yeah. Boy, that's like, you would be well, fu- and, and, so mad. Like, yeah, and we want, so we want our kids to go like, we want you to think for yourself. If somebody, you know, if, if your friend jumped off a cliff, would you do it? That, right. whole, that whole thing. Exactly. Like, we want you to think for yourself. But oftentimes the way we approach obedience with our kids actually reinforces the opposite of like, just don't ask, just, no, I need, yes. I need, your answer needs to be yes right now. I need you to do it. Um, and that's, that's it. Right. And, and, we have the right to say that. Yeah. Let's be clear. Right. We have the right. We, we, we are justified in saying that. Mm-hmm. That just might not be the most helpful thing most of the time. Right. Sometimes there is a place for that. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. But we have to be careful with it. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and I think those times are so important. I think those times are made clear, not just to the parent, but to the kids sometimes too, the students sometimes too. Because you're banking on your relationship in those times. Yeah. Like that, those are your reasons. Right. You know, you do this because you care about me. Yeah. You know, like, why did I get up this morning and, you know, get my mom flowers and give her a gift for her birthday? Right. It wasn't. Which you actually, uh, you actually did that today. Right. That wasn't exactly. a retort. That wasn't like a hypothetical exactly. situation. Yeah. You actually did that today. Yeah. You know, well. <laughs> There are so many, so many reasons, yeah. you know, but the primary reason is because of my relationship with the Lord yeah, and because of my relationship with my mom, my relationship with the Lord has encouraged my relationship with my mom, you know, and it has reminded me of the things that are important. And, you know, some people are like, <laughs> they're required to do that. It's assumed to do that. Right. Yeah. And, and you have to pull and put that rule there. You know, I've heard parents tell their kids you do that because you do that. Right. You know, and um, and it, it's the same thing. You're saying the same thing there. Yeah. It's just done because it's done. Um, but that's not why I do that. Right. You know, and when anytime something, something is done just because it's done, there's no meaning behind it. You can tell that, you know, we talked about like the chemicals that 
are given off. <laughs> you yes. know, there are there's science behind this that when you give off chemicals to say that I'm doing something because I love you. Yeah. Your dog, like if your dog does something, yes. just sits there. I had looked up the other day why my dog just keeps sitting and staring at me. <laughs> right. And she's not hungry. She just ate. I took her out and everything. She just loves to sit there and just stare at me. <laughs> she's giving off chemicals and I'm giving off chemicals that we care right. and love for each there's other. There's like a pheromone level exactly. stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are happening. It, it's in a more advanced level right. for people. But when you when you do things or you tell someone to do something just because it needs to be done, the chemicals that are being given off, the things that are that are done in that moment, we can tell at a whole different other level. Right. Even through science, but then also emotionally, mentally, physically, in every single way of our that we were created, surprise, surprise, you can tell why you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it, it it is just why <laughs> Why you do, why obey, mm-hmm. you know, um, the reason for it is just so important. And having conversations um, that start with the question as to why, mm-hmm. you know, that answers that, yeah. you know, is just vitally important. And I think that's the that's the crux of this conversation is why a child needs to obey me, why my kids need to obey me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not only something we have to examine for ourselves, but right. we also have to explain it to them. And, and we have to be honest with ourselves. I think, I think as a parent in this culture, um, my kid's level of obedience is a direct reflection off of my uh, success as a parent. Yeah. Like, and, and so we all know, like if you go to the grocery store and there's this, this, you know, mom or dad and they're, and they're toddler and the, the kid is just <laughs> off the rails, like oh, no. screaming or throwing stuff or right. grabbing stuff off the rack and making a mess. And the parent doesn't stop it. Right. Like I, I'm kind of judging them in my head. I, I try not to, <laughs> but there's this reality of like, what are you doing? Like what, get your child under control. Right. And, and there's this, like, I have this knee jerk, mm-hmm. like judging them as a parent thing. Right. And so I think, you know, we all know that's not true, especially if you're a parent, you realize like, Oh, that's, 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 (laughs) that's not how it works. Um, but, but I think we all feel that pressure of, of as, as my kids, they're a reflection of Mm -hmm. me. And so if they're disobedient and they're, they're doing all these things that, that I've told them not to do, that it calls into question my parenting skills, whether that's in the eyes of other people Mm -hmm. or myself, but, or God, but we talk a lot about this. We even joked about like maybe even starting. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. How does God parent? So that's, man, that <laughs> like, is through this. I mean, as we've prepared and talked about this conversation, we, we, we visit that, this a lot. It's like, that's been the pattern of if, if God is the ultimate parent, right? let's look at how he does things. Yeah. Um, and his kids are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like his kids are out of control yes. and, and he spoils them and he like doesn't right. punish them as often as probably he could or should. Yeah. Um, According to our standards. According to our standards, yeah. you know, as long as it's other kids and not, and not me. Um, <laughs> but, but he, like, he comes to their rescue all the time. He plays favorites. Like, he does all these things. And you're going, okay, well, if he's a parent, then by, by our standards, he's a terrible parent. Yes. Which we know isn't true. Like, God is the ultimate parent, and he parents in a way that's so much better than we could ever do it. And he has, right. he's more loving and more patient and all these things. Well, I think, so give an example. Can we, can we give an example of because, how God parents? Yeah. Like, cause I'm just thinking like, you know, we're making big claims. Yeah. We're making massive claims. Okay. So, okay. So Abraham or at the time, Abram. Oh no. Yeah. We're okay. going here. So <laughs> he, you know, God has called him to go. And so he and his wife go to this foreign land. Yeah. And, um, the story stands out to me. For, <laughs> I, I just read this not too long ago and I'm like, man, every time this, this story, I'm just like, it almost makes me mad. Like he, they go to this land and he's uh, afraid for his life because his Awful. wife is beautiful. Oh, no, and yeah. so he's like, tell him you're my sister. Is he afraid for his wife or for his life? Well, that's debatable. Um, maybe both. <laughs> it's actually, he's actually, afraid, what, what the scripture says, he's actually afraid for his own life. Yeah. Because like, they'll see her and go, she's really beautiful. So let's kill him so we can have her as yeah. our, as, you know, have Less to my do wife with kind of her. Right. So, so here's, so here's the thing. So they do it and someone says, oh, she's beautiful. And so they take her as, as their wife. Right. And then God punishes that person and, 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 and like, does things to that person who didn't like 
They didn't know. Right. Right. And then they go back to Abram and go, what have you done? Why did you deceive me in saying it was your sister when it's your wife? Yada, yada, yada. And so like here, here's a bunch of riches. Here's like a bunch of cattle and all this kind of stuff. Oh my God. Go. So that like, and and so we're going to give you all these things because we want God's hand to be removed from us the way it's been. And so, so you have the story of Abraham, God's call, like God's son, Right. right? Like, um, being terrible <laughs> and then gets awful and then gets blessed out of it yes end of story Goodness. like like what is happening right. and so like none of us would parent that way would we like we if our if our kid does something really messed up and is that deceitful there there will be consequences yes um and so it's interesting to me that god doesn't always parent that way right um, and I don't think it's like prescriptive all the time of right. like, okay, well, you know, cause there's always circumstances and there, God knows more than I do. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be able to parent in a way that I can't, but it just calls into question. Um, so many times I think as parents, we, um, yeah. we are tempted to run a, a really tight ship and not let our kids off the hook with stuff because they need to know better. They need to realize that this is not going to work, that this behavior or this lifestyle or whatever is not going to work. And so we need to, we need to make sure they understand that. And so, but is that always the reason? I, yes. And no, yeah. I, I think, I think it's well-intentioned more often than not. Okay. I think there's sometimes where it's a, you're my kid and yeah. you're not going to live that way because mm-hmm. you're a reflection of me. I think there's, there's probably some of that swimming around inside, right, right. but I think it is also like, I, I can't tell you how many times with my kids, they do something. And, and if I don't punish them, they're right. going to get off the hook. And what they just learned is this is, it's, I can, I can go through life this way. And I'm this. going, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. So I need to teach you that now before the stakes get really big. Right. And so the temptation becomes to never let them off the hook because I need them to learn, to learn, to learn, to learn, to learn. And, exactly. And what happens um, sometimes if we, if we go too far down that road is we end up creating this fear-based culture within our family mm-hmm. of my kids obey me because they know I will rain down on them if they don't. Um, my oh, dad's man. really strict because, you know, and I think he means well, but I'm obeying because I don't want to get in trouble. Right. So I just taught my kids, obey when there's immediate consequences on the horizon, right. um, get away with what you can, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think a fear-based way of parenting right. is what is a reflection of who God is. Yeah. I mean, there's aspects of that, you know, like, you know, we're, we're told that, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge, right? But there, there's a different type of fear. You're, you're talking about a different type of fear yeah. here, yeah. you know, and you're, you're talking about like... Um, you know, there's a, there's a fear that comes from love, you know, about yes. what happens when I do something negative or I don't do something that you've asked me to do. And my fear is tied to, oh, okay, if I don't do this, then now I'm going to be in trouble as opposed to, oh, okay, if I don't do this, then now my relationship with my parent suffers yeah you know like i i'm i it can it can impact you know um you know that what happens there relationally and when relationship is the reason why you do something as opposed to like you know obedience enables relationship it allows for that right like it's like it, it allows for us the reason why I obey is because of my relationship with someone, right? right. It's it, and and I think that that that's the disconnect with students is like the desire to obey is not tied to like it's not tied to the real reason, which is like I obey because man, I just I just love this person. They asked me to do right. this, and you know, and there are times where choice gets involved there, you know, yeah. and and that needs to happen, but. When you choose to obey, when your reason is because, oh my gosh, like, like Jaron asked me to do this. Yeah. And, you know, he's not like, he's not just my boss or whatever, (laughs) but man, like, I like this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, 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 I trust this guy. I know this guy doing this. Like, and, and I think that that's, that's the environment you want to create because we're living in a, in a culture now, you know, in a world where like, as soon as students 
are no longer, you know, in their their home, you know, the home they were raised. Mm-hmm. They have to question everything. Yeah. They have to. Right. And if they don't have a reason to do things. Yeah. Other than you, the second you're out of the, they no longer have to exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they they don't value it. How many times do I hear parents say like they don't value anything? Yeah. Are you giving them reasons to value right. things? Well, and you know, I, I think so. You talk about trust, and I think that's like if we're going to talk to our kids about obedience, I, I think there's aspects of obedience that relate to respect, right, and authority. And, you know, we obey because it's God's given authority and there's scripture about that. And that's true. And that's something worth talking about. I think there's, you know, honor your father and mother. That that is a part of the conversation. But I think the bigger part of the conversation or the one that that tends to get neglected, Mm -hmm. um, especially in the heat of the moment, is how obedience relates to trust and faith. Right. And how this can become a conversation about what it means to pursue God and trust God. Right. Because let's face it, as an adult, so much of what God wants me to do, mm-hmm. I don't have to do. Right. And there aren't immediate consequences if I don't. Yeah. And so what he's calling me to is to trust him and say, but there's a better way. And I'm hoping that you'll choose this one. Exactly. And, and based on my relationship with him, based on the trust that I have in him, will determine a lot of whether I do those things right. or not. And I think this becomes where the conversation can, can be with our kids of, I'm, I'm asking you to obey, not just because I know more than you, right? not just because you're my kid and you have to, says the Bible or says the law mm-hmm. or whatever. That's all true. But I, I'm asking you, like, it, it's an exercise in trust. Like, mm-hmm. Do you believe that I have your best interest at heart? Right. Okay. Well, there's going to be some things that I'll ask you to do that won't make sense. And so you'll have a big decision to make mm-hmm. is, are you going to, to believe that in that moment? If we're, if we're having these kind of conversations with our kids about obedience, then think about how that translates to adult life in general and more specifically their own relationship development with God. Yeah. Um, that is, that is massive. That's what faith is. Right. I mean, these are the conversations I have with God about my own trust or lack thereof and faith and lack right. thereof. Like that, yeah. that's, it's, it's kind of the same blueprint in, in a lot of respects. And so it's a much more useful conversation if it's based around these these ideas of trust and faith and how it relates to me obedi- me, me obeying it's right. not because i have to it's because i trust this person to lead me where mm-hmm. they they think is best and they they do i believe they they have my best interest at heart yeah and i think that that's why like you know you can jesus says it right like how do, how do you know that you love me like that, yeah. How, how do you know? Well, you obey, right? right? Like it's you can tell that, right? I, I know that that you love me because you're obeying it, right? Like you trust me enough to do what I've asked you to do, right? You know, and um, but I think I love what you're saying, Jaron, because you're talking about creating opportunities for those conversations to happen, yeah. And I think that one of those times, and it's not all the time. You know, but one of those opportunities that happens often, mm-hmm. but gets shut down almost every time, mm-hmm. is when a, when somebody asks, like a student, you know, might ask their parent, "Hey, why do I need to do this right now?" Right. You know, and I think, I think diving into that, you know, yeah. that that's a perfect opportunity to dive into, you know, that trust aspect of it. Right. Explaining that because they can't make that connection. No. You know, and, and they haven't thought about that. They haven't thought about what, you know, the, they don't, they don't know the reason they mm-hmm. don't value that. They don't, right. they're not in that place where, where they can see that, you know? And, um, and so when your student asks you that sometimes right. you, you should respond by giving them reasons, helping mm-hmm. them value yeah. why you're asking them to do this, making it clear because we see that in scripture, we see God Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, flat out explain, you know, why we're called to live a certain way. Right. But then we see the exact opposite, where God literally says, "Please just do this because I'm asking you to." Right. You know, because I love you. Yeah, and, and I, man, that's so good. And I think that. So when our when our kids disobey, 
is another time to have that conversation. And yeah. so I think an important question is, what do I do when my kids disobey? Yeah. And I think the 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 blanket statement of it always has to be the same type of response mm-hmm. isn't good because no. for just the reasons you said, sometimes God provides consequences for them. Sometimes yeah. he allows consequences. Yeah. Sometimes he gets them out of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he gives them a, a, a conversation of why this is important. Sometimes he's just said, I can't explain, just trust me. Yeah. There are different moments with different contexts. And, and so as parents, we're going to have the same thing. Maybe some, like if our kids disobey, sometimes consequences are the right answer. Yeah. Sometimes grace is the right answer. And there's not a formula of no, this not. is when you do this, this is when you do that. You have to know your kid. And you have to be in tune with the spirit and go, how do I respond? Amen. And so I think when, when our, when our kids disobey, we have to ask the question, okay, what type of moment is this? What's the best way to proceed? It doesn't have to automatically be, okay, well, there's consequences. You broke the law. And so this is, you know, right. this is the punishment um, that, that that's, I feel like that's skipping a step. I think first yeah. we need to go, is this, what type of moment is this? Mm-hmm. Is this uh, is this a hill to die on? Is mm-hmm. this a nope? No, this is one they got. Uh, like they will they will <laughs> they will learn all the wrong things <laughs> if I let them off the hook with this. Right? Um, or is this a moment to give grace um, and and err on the side of relationship and right. trust? Yeah. Um, because we see God do it that way. Yeah. Like he he. We see him respond all sorts of different ways. In different moments and yeah. so i think that gives us the the ability to go okay well it's not an automated response yeah. then and i think you know just to be practical in a, in a way because I, I love that you said you know you we we are skipping a step because you know we should be asking what time is this what time like what should be done in this moment yeah and i think taking that question to god like you said is so valuable you know uh like is spending time with the Spirit, you know, pausing the conversation to have a conversation with your Heavenly Father yeah. to seek His guidance on this time because you understand that you don't know everything, yeah. you know, and you don't, they don't know what's going on, but there's one person who does, right. and you have immediate ac- immediate access to that person, yeah. you know, and that Holy Spirit lives within you. And so at least going to Him, for guidance, you know, speaking to God, and then before you dive into the conversation, I think that's just so important because you realize it, acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence mm-hmm. in the midst of the circumstance, and remind yourself the importance yeah. of what's happening here. What do I want to teach my kid right yes, now? Yes, exactly. You know, but then I think you know more practically. Um, you know, after you do all those things, um, I love that you mentioned. You know, like evaluating the situation mm-hmm. and how how you know this will affect them you know sometimes when you as we know when we sin (laughs) some sins um have immediate consequences right that are so visible Mm -hmm. that if somebody puts puts punishment on top of those consequences right it makes it unbearable to even live yeah you know, it, it it removes your ability to see a reason to exist, mm-hmm. and 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 there's it's a danger. De- it's there. destructive. Yeah, yeah. and and, and the, the church, you know, um, I, I think parents sometimes, um, people, we run into that situation where we get tempted because we know how bad um, whatever is done is, mm-hmm. and so we get tempted to add on to say that's not enough. Right? We, we want to make sure, exactly. Yeah. We want to make sure punishment is enough. You know, I love the the example that you gave when we were talking through this about uh, you know a kid uh, getting a ticket. Yeah. You know, I love that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then you explained how like you know the more tickets they get the less likely it's going to be for them to be able to drive. Right. Not just because you might take the keys away, right. but somebody else is going right. to. Right. This is where this goes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Let me, let me lay, because they won't know. We have to connect those dots and say like, okay, if this is how you choose to do things, yes. this is where it'll take you. Yeah. And, and, and I think realizing that, looking at the whole situation, throwing everything on the board and asking the Holy Spirit for his guidance and what's the best way to um, let them know. And there's, there are times where the consequences are not immediate. Yeah. There are times where you said, and, and I love this too, that you mentioned this, where they do technically get away. Yeah. Right? Um, where you should lay down the law. Right. <laughs> and be like, like, this is just flat out wrong. Right. You know, and, and there should there should be punishment there. But there's there are times where it does look different. And I think um in thinking through those things and asking the Holy Spirit for guidance there um is just so important. Yeah. 
it's so hard and that's that's it's it feels scary because it's hard to know in the moment what the right thing to do is i, I think it's important to, to look at okay there are times god totally mm-hmm. came to the rescue and they they you know the israelites or this group of people or whatever whoever it was right. got off completely free yeah so that's not off the table then as a parent it's not like that's never an option right. is that always an option or is that always the move no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's not a never either and so that just it brings it into the conversation mm-hmm. um so we need to to weigh that factor we need to weigh things when, when our kids disobey we need to weigh and go okay that's that's a thing that's important and that's maybe is this one of those times mm-hmm. we have to check our own heart right and say why why am I incensed at how they've disobeyed me? Right. Is it about them or is it about me? Is it, is it about my, what is it about me as a parent, my own ego? Cause man, I'll be honest <laughs> as a parent, that's there. Oh, man. <laughs> um, like when my kid disobeys me in, yeah. in a certain way, like it's not all the time, but with certain things, if they just flat out do this other thing, I'm like, <laughs> Uh-uh. uh like there's and it's and it's not, not my kid it is exactly <laughs> or or it's just like it feels so personal like Gosh. like they wronged me right right like oh i'm gonna i mean uh, w- 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 the gloves are coming off yeah. now. like and it can get so personal and that's that's a really we need to be really careful with that right. i've 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 learned the hard way that Man. like when we when we respond mm-hmm. out of that it's not beneficial. No. It, it's it's hardly ever beneficial. Um, and if it is, it's in spite of me, not yeah. because of me. Um, we never, we, we don't need to, we, we, we should never like punish with that going on in our heart because right. it'll just skew everything. And so, yeah. and, and, and not saying that's always a factor, but we always, we have to self-examine go, right. is this going on in me right now? Right. And, and sometimes it's easier to, to pick up on than others. Right. You're talking about selfishness. Like that's like, that's the reason why we do most of the sins we do. Yeah. You know, when when we forget others, we forget the king of the universe, you know, right. and we forget the connection that we have with everything around us, you know, and we, the whole world revolves on us, you know, in yeah. that moment. Yeah, yeah. Um we we and when something bad happens, I mean, it makes sense that you would go to that place, right. you know, that mindset, you know, that heart posture. Um but yeah, no, that's that is, uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I'm not, a, I'm not a parent it, like that. That's, that sounds so scary. Well, and kids know how to pressure buttons and they, they know the shortcuts to get you there too. So right. that doesn't help. Um, but I, I just think anger becomes, you know, a source of a, a way of responding. that's not helpful. And mm-hmm. that anger coming from, you know, coming from ego, coming from all those things, right. it's, it's really easy to slip in. Um, and it's easy to look at Bible and go like, well, God, like, he smited people right. out of his anger and, and, and yes, but not very often. Mm-hmm. And those were pretty, pretty extreme examples. One of, one of my favorite stories um, talking about how God deals with his anger right. was when he calls Moses mm-hmm. and Moses is like, you've got the wrong guy and I'm not a good speaker. Right. I don't, I don't speak good, you know? Like, right. And and there's like, he keeps just giving excuses like, God, I'm not, like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. And the Bible says, like, God got angry. angry like, him. So he is like, he's just, he's had it. Like, right. And, and his, but his response out of that mm-hmm. is, okay, fine. Well, get Aaron. He's good, right? Yes. To take him with you. Like, his response out of anger wasn't to go, okay, Moses, I'm done with you. Right. I've given you your shot. I've given you multiple shots and you keep passing it up. I'm going to go find somebody else. It just, he, that was not his response. Even though he was angry, his response was to, st- to find a way that almost forward. makes you frustrated at God. It does. It, I will be really that, honest. It that, does. Right. Like that, that he would, that he would do that, you know, that he would allow, he would choose that, that that choice would be on the, on the table mm-hmm. to give in. But <laughs> yeah. why does he do it? Because yeah. of the relationship that he desires for his people. Yeah. The relationship he desires to have with Moses. You know, the, the, everything he knew that could come out of it mm-hmm. was worth more than that one moment to, to, it just blows me away, you know. But we can't see that in the midst of the circumstance. Yeah. We're not God. And so I yeah. think that's why I love that you said, you know, go to God first, you know, like spend time in that place, you know, let him be your place. And and man, I just that just so important. But yeah. that's 
That moment in scripture blows me away. Me too. And I, I don't like, I mean, I like it, but I don't, don't like, like it. it. Yeah, that's why, yeah. <laughs> because I'm going, our kids can make us angry mm-hmm. uh, in ways that other people can't. Right. Like it's, it's kind of remarkable sometimes. And so that needs to be something that doesn't happen easily. Mm-hmm. And then even when it does happen, how I respond out of that anger matters a exactly. lot. And, and God's example of how he responds out of anger more often than not is like that story mm-hmm. and not, you know, there are stories where God rains down fire and destruction, but that happens way less often right. um, than, than, than the alternative. And so that just, it's a good check as parents when our kids disobey. Okay. Heart check is something is, is, is did my ego get, get, right. you know, hip checked or something like that? Right. Like, like yeah. just make sure that I'm responding out of, out of a right posture. Yes. Um, and then I got to figure out what the right way to respond is. Is it, is it, you know, letting them off the hook and giving grace and all those things. Right. Is, is it punishment? Is it consequence? All those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but step one is, okay, what am I responding out of? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so valuable, you know? Um, and then to see like what the circumstance, I think the other thing is like this circumstance, the, the, the situation, you know, how, how often is, is your kid, your, your, your student, wherever they are, where they're grow, like growing up, you know, sometimes kids are not, you know, if they're kids, they're not obeying because they're kids and, you yeah. know, they're, they're still, you know, they're, there's more factors there that are happening, you know, yeah. the, where they are, who they're around, you know, what they're going through, their age, all this stuff. But sure. but if we're talking about a student and they're blatantly not, you know, obeying and stuff, it tells you something about relationship. Yeah. Obedience always points to where your relationship is with someone. Right. You know, and... um. And I think it's so valuable to know that, to realize that, and that, you know, <laughs> the primary um, way to help out with the topic of obedience is to focus on relationship. Yeah. Well, and, and, it, and that's the ideal. Right. Like, that's, that's what we're going for. I think that the problem is when it's, okay, but at the end of the day, they disobeyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I want relationship and I, and I want it to be to where they can trust me. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to be trustworthy, but kids will be kids. Right. And let's be honest. It's a, we're no different. Like <laughs> we, we know God loves us and yet yeah. I don't do everything he tells me to. Right. Like, and yeah. so it's, it's a, okay, we're all this way. Right. This is a, this is a heart posture that we all deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the, in this moment when my kid has disobeyed, yeah. what do I do? And, and I, I love what, you know, you talked about if we have to give consequences or do we not have to give consequences and are there, where do we have to step in and, yeah. and, and what are we, what are, what are they learning in that moment? Right. Are they getting off the hook and all those kind of things? And you have to connect those dots and say, mm-hmm. okay, these are happening because of the choices you made. I think those are, those are teaching moments. So when, right. our, when our child has disobeyed, they need to, they, mm-hmm. they need not to just get the consequences, right. but they need to understand how those are related. Right. Um, and so. Uh, what I want to talk about is is, is kind of that, like mm-hmm. what type of co- what type of consequences are more helpful than others, and what's kind of what's the difference between consequence and punishment, right? Um, because those are those are two different things, and and what should that look like, and what are what are some guiding principles, right? There, what as you know, you work with teens, what how do they view <laughs> the consequences that they are given when they disobey? <laughs> more, what, what's the kind of the common threads, there? right? And so I'll, I'll tell you. It depends on the age, you know, um, you know, you, you, it really, really, really does. If a, if a kid is older, you know, um, they're about to graduate and stuff, you know, and then, but I've seen it happen where they're still being treated the same way they were when they were younger. It shows that they're like, they're just not, there's no real realization mm-hmm. of where this this they are in yeah. life you know and there's no appreciation for that either you know there's no respect for that okay. you know and that's just so 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 important um there and that happens pretty often so are you saying like they they kind of feel like the discipline is handed down from on high and it's not really from a place of understanding <laughs> yeah no it's not there's the the punishment is there because there needs to be punishment. Right. So as a parent, I'm stepping in to your world and punishing you, and then I'm going to step right back out. Right. It's, it's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and it points to the fact that they've checked out most of the time. Okay. They're not really in the picture because right. they've, if your punishment has been the same, 
forever. Right. <laughs> you the way you respond has been the same forever. It hasn't changed. Gotcha. You know, um, then it's, oh. it shows that you don't know your kid. That's interesting because as a parent, we want to be um, consistent. Yeah. And so, right. okay, I, I want them to understand like this is, this is this is the deal. This is what they can expect if they make this choice. Right. And so we value, like we think it's important to be consistent mm-hmm. with that. Okay, however many times it's going to take you to learn this, you're going to learn, like yeah. we'll just keep going until one day you'll go, okay, oh. I'm tired of this. Right. I'm stuck in this loop. I knew this was going to happen and it happened again and mm-hmm. the co- I knew the consequences and the consequence happened again. So I'm going to make a different choice finally. Right. As a parent, we're going that's that's some it's gonna however long it takes that's 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 what they need right and you're saying as a teenager they're going my parents have no clue what's going on in my heart and in my life and and all this kind of stuff they are giving me this punishment that seems obscure Mm -hmm. and just there to be that because something has to be it's almost like this placeholder punishment mm -hmm. it's got to be it's got to be something something needs to happen okay yeah and like that's you know that's why you know if, if a student does something wrong in in youth group you know and I have to have a conversation with a parent right um, I always start with having a conversation with a student like right you know and letting them know why these things the next steps are going to happen yeah you know this happens because of this and this happens because of this and then these people need to know that because of this right you know um, and you it's out of your hands now you made this choice and exactly. that's how consequences work you don't right. always get to control them yeah exactly yeah. I, you so know I've had that conversation yeah. with yeah. my kids exactly <laughs> yeah so you're walking them through yeah. but that rarely ever happens and like you know a par- like parent doesn't sit down and explain those things that often okay um, and at least from my conversations with, they're always confused. Gotcha. So, you know, like they, I, they, I, I, they don't understand why. I'm so conflicted by this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree. Um, and I don't, but I'm also saying it's not necessarily because the parents haven't attempted to connect right. the dots. Right. Um, I had a, an issue this week with one of my nine-year-old <clears throat> uh, that. Uh, you just called them out. I totally did. I, she doesn't listen. So it's oh, okay. Um, I mean, just dealing, just dealing with some dishonesty, mm-hmm. right? And so we removed, we said, um, you know, okay, you, you've had several chances to tell the truth. And it was not just one thing. It was like several mm-hmm. things within, a, uh, you know, a couple hours. Right. And we're saying, okay, so here's, you know, here's the issue. You can't do this. And, right. and here's why this is bad. And here's some of the effects. And so like, like, this is not a good way to live. And so um, because of, because of your poor choices and we've given you chances to conf- confess and you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some some consequences. So right. so you know we had talked about more screen time this evening. You're not gonna, you're not going to have any more screen time this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the meltdown happened, and <laughs> uh, it was you know some some door slamming and and whatnot and some avoidance and we just you know that happens. Uh, and so when I we sat down and talked with her and mm-hmm. just kind of we're, we're trying to trying to connect those dots. Right. I I did what I think is a pretty good job of explaining like here's why you what you did was an issue. And right. We told you there's some consequences on the table. Mm-hmm. Um and you continued to do it. And so here's what happened. Um <laughs> and so I said like so so why are you um so why don't you why don't you get any more screen time tonight? I don't know. Okay. Because you said I couldn't Okay. Um, but why did we do that? Because I lied. Yes. That's what, and so like, even <laughs> though I had explained it, right. she either didn't understand, which I think she actually did, but she mm-hmm. was so emotionally yeah. heightened right. at that moment that it wasn't internalized yet. Right. And so it took, we, we had more of a conversation right. and, and talking through what I talked, what, what I, what I think may have worked was I, I translated it to trust. I said, when, yeah. you, when you're dishonest. Yeah. I and and I know you're dishonest. I now wonder if I can trust you. And you and we talked about like how it feels kind of like right now. Like you can't mm-hmm. look at me in the eyes, can you? Right. You know. And and like you feel like there's this mm-hmm. this gap between us, right? Yeah. Um, that's what dishonesty does. And you'll see this in in all of your relation. You you see this with your friends. You, like when you're dishonest, it creates this this tension or this right. this distance that you feel like you just can't be close. Yeah. Um, and so I said, this is why honesty is a big deal because it like it creates trust. Like you want to be trusted, right? You want us when you say something, we want to be- you want us to believe you, right? Okay, well that's why honesty is so important. So I, I 
and you know, the whole time she's looking down, she's right. not looking at me. She, yeah. you know, she's, and so what I did was then I said, like, you, I was like, you, it's hard time. It's hard looking at me right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you, you feel like you, you don't want to. Um, I said, give me for a second. And so I hugged her and mm-hmm. she just like melted into me Aww. and we hugged for like five minutes. Right. Um, and uh, you know, that whole, like, right. you right. can feel her yeah. shoulders, like, you know, she's crying and stuff like that. And, but that's the guard came down yeah. and that's when the, the conversation turned. And yeah. so it needed both the, the consequence in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like we, we carried through the consequence, right. but we, we made sure she was aware of why this happened. And so now she's not just, she doesn't get it. She, now she's just upset that she doesn't get screen. She gets why she doesn't get screen time, but she, she, she's just upset about it. Right. So we talked through that. Right. Um, but it took both the giving consequences and explaining those consequences, but mm-hmm. also the compassion, the closeness, the yeah. I'm going to come across this divide to yeah. you now. I love that. Um, and there was such that it felt, it feels like counterintuitive. Like you feel this distance. And so mm-hmm. now as a parent, I have to close that gap. Yeah. Um, but that's actually what helped it, the moment land for her yeah. and help her. And, and, you know, hopefully it makes a difference. And we'll see. I think, I think what happens, you know, and I love that what you just said, you know, as a parent, you have to close the gap. Yeah. Um, So many times parents are looking at students, and that's what I see when I talk to to students. Parents are looking at students as as if it's their job to close the gap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And like there is, I'm here as a parent and you broke it. And so you can come back whenever you want, but it's up to you. Like that, that exactly. And also like, you know, you, they also look at the punishment as their way of closing the gap. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, you know, it didn't, you placed the punishment there to show that there's a consequence for what happened, but that wasn't your, that wasn't how you closed the gap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not what you did to close the gap. Yeah. That was, that was an outcome of what she did. Right. You know, um, but you did so much more and she had to do something too. There's truth there. Yes. You know, like she had to choose to get up and hug you right you know and um, she could not she could have said no right. at which point i would have gone over to her right and just even if she doesn't hug back i'm hugging her right exactly and it and so that but but it shows like you're in you we all know that when a parent and a like in a student in that relationship someone knows more <laughs> like right. you right. know right and someone has more responsibility there the parent gets to decide things yeah um i think just like in the situation in the Bible, in the gospel message, God did everything he could to extend his hand to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he did that first. Right. L- literally in the midst of, you know, the second Adam and Eve, you know, did what they did and, and they come back. While he's explaining the consequences, he's closing the gap he's at saying, the same time. I want to provide a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's extending his hand. Yeah. You know, he's, everything is done at the same moment. Right. You know, and, it, and, and you see that consistently throughout scripture. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even, even when they leave Eden, like right. he goes with them. Yeah. Like, he doesn't stay there. He, he's out in the world now working with exactly people, working with them. He's still talking with them. Mm-hmm. And, and he does everything he can to remind them that even though things have changed in a way, right. The consequences have happened. Um, their relationship is important. Yeah. You know, and he's going to do everything he can and is doing everything he can right. to restore that. And, you know. and that was, you know, when I was talking with Brinley about all, all this thing that happened. <laughs> oh, um, there's a name. Oh, there's a name. That's fine. She doesn't listen to podcasts. She's, she's phone. No, it's fine. It's um, but she, uh, like, I, I did what probably most parents would do, I think. You know, most well-meaning parents, you know, especially like Christian parents that are trying to reflect God, like that's what I was trying to do in that moment. Like right. I was upset and I was I was frustrated because she was like not telling the truth when we, she and I both knew she wasn't telling the truth and she still wouldn't relent. Right. <laughs> and so I I gave the consequences, but then with hugging her and 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 I was saying like these aren't out of anger. Like right. I didn't say that, but I didn't have to. Like right. I'm saying like these consequences aren't because I'm angry at you. Right. These consequences are a, re- a result of your actions. Mm-hmm. And I'm here hugging you to say I'm here. Right. And and we and what we did tell her is like we want a good relationship. I want to hang out with you. I want to I want to joke around. I want there to be like nothing between us. Yeah. And so that's why I want you to be honest with me. Yeah. Is because that would prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm 
I'm trying to help her understand why honesty is important versus like saying you're I'm your father you will be honest with me yes um as 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 well-meaning as that is it's not going to land for her like it's not going to be as helpful right um so it, it's hard and to know what kind of consequences to give like because you, you mentioned like sometimes there's natural consequences and mm-hmm. so we don't have to pile on yeah um and so and, and when you look at scripture that's what God does more often than not yeah is God says you're gonna disobey me you're gonna try to do things on your own mm-hmm. okay do things on your yeah, own. It's, it's so important that, you know, like they realize firsthand by experience yeah. why the rule was there. Yeah. You know, and and there are times where that happens automatically, like right away. Right. Those, those consequences are immediate and direct. Yeah. And I think our job, you know, like the parent's job in that moment is to point those out. Right. Without saying, I told you so. Yeah, exactly. That's not, that's, not, that's, that's piling on. Exactly. That's not, that's not your goal there, yeah. but it's to say like, this is why this is literally why I don't live that way. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. you and, and and you're saying like I have that rule in place myself for me. Right. I obey this way. Right. I live my life this way and I'm telling you to do it this way because I've tried it the other way. It doesn't work. Right. And it leads to what you're experiencing in this moment. Yeah, yeah. And and I know you don't want that. Right. You know? So I think so, so oftentimes consequence us giving them consequences aren't necessary I, right. I think a lot of times we can either give grace or that there are natural consequences that we just let them experience yep. and point out and say like this is a re- uh, you when they need to make that connection yes sometimes they're less immediate mm-hmm. um and so then we have to ask the question is it is it so delayed that they won't understand the connection right um like how much of a delay is there how severe was the, the consequences is this something that, that we can let slide yeah. or is this like it's really important, but they won't understand the natural consequences for years. Like, right. okay, do I need to step in there? Like that needs to be yeah. in the conversation, at least when trying to determine, is this something I have to, I, do, I need to inject consequences yeah. into it because they won't, they won't happen naturally in, in a way that, or exactly. in a time that will make sense to them. Um, but they also not, need to not be punitive. Like sometimes we just, um, if we give punishment, Punishment isn't restorative. No. Um, consequences are. Consequences mm-hmm. are a natural result of right. a, a result of your actions. And yeah. so the, the, the consequence that we as parents need to give needs to be related to, as much as possible, related to what's yeah. going on. And so let's say, like you, we talked about you know, our kids and speeding and they get a ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Done. Like they're going to pay that ticket right. and they're going to pay for whatever increase in insurance they're getting. <laughs> it's happening now. Right. So, and we're going to help them understand like, this is, this is what happens yeah. up to you where you, what you do from here. I don't right. need to do anything further as a parent. Right. What if we catch them speeding a bunch and they're not getting caught? Mm-hmm. If we feel like we need to give consequences, right. those consequences could be, we take the keys away maybe, or we could say like, okay, if I'm a cop and you just got busted, here's about what the fine would be. So guess what? Guess what? Like, so maybe, and we can get creative with that. It doesn't have to be as severe or whatever, but we, we need to, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. if we have to give consequences that we just make sure they're related to, they're as close to those natural consequences Mm -hmm. as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that helps connect the dots and help them realize like, we're not just stepping in and being the cop and making sure they're not getting away with anything. Um, we're instead saying, here's what happens when you live this way. Right. And here's what will happen if I don't protect you from, from that behavior and those yeah. consequences. It's so important. I love that. It's so good. So, so I, I think, I don't know, as we're, as we kind of talk through this and, and you know, we, we're wrap, wrapping up, we got a few more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you want to like emphasize or something we haven't talked about or something you're going like, man, this just, yeah. this is the big things for me that as parents, we need to keep in mind. I think, you know, just a realization, like as, as people like just spend some time realizing why or studying scripture, why does God ask us to obey? I think there's anything, you know, we had this conversations, you know, yeah, it, it's, it, several minutes you know we've, we've talked about this but right. this is bigger than that yeah you know um before you can have this conversation with your kid you have to have it with god and you have to know why you're obeying god why do you do the things you do you know and why does god ask you to do the things that he asks you to do yeah um you know and and coming to that realization 
It's seeing that everything in the Bible is about your relationship with him, your relationship with others and your relationship with yourself. Yeah. You know, and that God doesn't ask you to obey because it does something for him because there's nothing we could ever do that can give him something. He has right. it all already. <laughs> you know, he like, it, it has, there's nothing. We're almost causing things like making things that he needs to deal with, you know, like, like that's, we're more work. Than exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're, there's, that's not, it's not about what he gets out of this. Yeah. It's, that's never here. You know, it's almost always about that we get to experience something, you know, and the reason why the 10 commandments are there, the reason why, you know, Jesus did what he did. The reason why we get to live the life we get to live yeah. is because this is what like he created us to experience, you know, um, this is how we get to like live life fully, you know, and, and when you, when you have that mindset, when that's your heart posture, then when you go to explain that, or you have your own rules, because that's something we didn't talk about is that mm-hmm. sometimes there are rules that are dumb rules, but like, <laughs> it's just yeah. like you have that rule or you're asking them to obey something, yeah. you know, that really doesn't make any sense which does happen. I've had conversations with kids and it's like, you know, when that happens, you know, it helps you reevaluate and look things, look all, look at everything based off of, you know, like, am I mirroring the image of God here? You know, am I, is, is the reasons why I'm asking them to obey clear? And do I have actual reasons that have to do with them experiencing life to the fullest? Yeah. You know, Jesus said, I came, came to give life and life in abundance, right? right? Like that's what he came to do, hmm. you know? And is, is, is that being translated? Yeah. So that's cool for me. There's, you know, a couple of things. One, um, the, the big thing I guess is, is we need to examine what kind of culture we're creating in our family. Ooh, um, yeah. So when I look at, why God wants me to obey, why, why God calls me to obey, and how God like, gets me to. It's not through control. It's not through coercion. It's not through threat of punishment. It's, it's like you said. It's, it's, I'm trying to, he's trying to inspire us and say, like, I have more for you. There's a better life for you. There's a better way of living. Please listen to what I'm saying. Right. Um, and so how we parent um, and how we talk about obedience and how it relates to all these other facets of life will be a, a huge portion of how our kids learn to relate with God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're equating obedience with fear or, you know, blind faith or, or just, you know, obligation and all of those kind of things, mm-hmm. then, then there's a good chance that that's how they'll interact with God and that's how love you God. And that's how they'll, you know, read the Bible. Um, right. but if we're saying obedience is, is born out of love and mm-hmm. trust and faith and 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 a, and a and an ever deepening relationship, right? Um, and that's that's the kind of conversations I'm having with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's going to it's going to temper and and kind of determine how I respond when they disobey because they still will, right? Um, and but it's going to point them to how how God is as a parent and what He's trying to to have happen. Yeah. And it's and it's gonna and it's going to influence how they react with God. Are they going to be afraid of God when they disobey Him? Right. And should they be, that's, that's, they'll learn that through their families. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll, I mean, that's how we all <laughs> do yeah, is, yeah. is, is how we interact with our parents is, is a big chunk of how, at least how we start reacting, right. interacting with God. And so, um, if I, if I'm afraid to do wrong things because I, f- I think God's going to be angry with me or won't like me or will punish me or I'll be on the outside looking in, mm. like we can we can push a kid to that type of lifestyle with right. how we deal with their own disobedience. Yeah, that's so important. Um, but it, it's really easy to have happen. And so we, we, what what kind of image of God are we trying to represent? What kind of relationship, and and how does obedience relate with God? And how and do I how do I parent in a way that points to that? Mm-hmm. Um, and where does grace come in? Like it's it's so much more complex and rich. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about this like code of ethics of, of, of here's these rigid lines of how you're supposed to, you have to operate and obey and disobey. And this was what happens to you. Um, if we, if we parent that way, that's how they will view God. Amen. And that's, that's, that's huge. And, that's and the other thing and I want to close with this is that, um, 
our disobedience is not a reflection of God's parenting right. success. Right. Um, because I think he's a great parent and yet we all disobey a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's so true. therefore our kids disobedience isn't a reflection of us. Right. And I think that's, that's something that's important for us to keep in mind. Um, it's very easy to feel like a failure as a parent mm. it's, and, and because we do fail, like there are moments that we fail. I yeah. mean, oh my goodness. There's many, so there's so many moments I want back. Um, and yet my kids, even if I do it perfectly, my kids are going to disobey. And yeah. so I need to, to remember that because they're going to so disobey. True. Right. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I want to do something kind of different. Um, okay. I'd love, and if we've got a moment or two, I'd love to pray over the audience. Yeah. Um, because if chances are, if you're listening to this, you can be in a position where your kid never obeys, you know, and then you, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. you're, you're in here and you're, you're, you're struggling, you're yeah. scared, you're, you're feeling all sorts of different ways. And, yeah. um, but I'd love, I'd love for us to pray, um, for them. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, so you want to go ahead and pray? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That'd be great. Father God, I thank you. Um, I thank you for everything that you're doing and the way that you're moving. And I pray that regardless of who it is that's listening to this, God, that they can see you, that they may experience you and your goodness. Um, God, and may they come to know you in a greater way. Lord, we're talking about obedience and, and I'm not a parent, but I, but I, I'm around parents and I'm around students and, and I myself know how hard it is to obey God and to obey your word, especially when I feel far from you, God, um, when, when my relationship with you is in a different, um, different place, not in a good place. So Lord, I pray for help. I pray for help for these parents, God, who need you, who are seeking um, for guidance from you, because when they're listening to this, they're asking for you to guide them. Lord, it's not me or Jaron. We don't have the answers, but we know the one that does. And so, Father, we ask you to guide them, to provide for them, to be there for them, for the healing and the encouragement that they may need, um, Lord, so that they don't quit, so that they know that you're there with them, God, um, that, that you've got them and that you've placed them in the seat that they are and that you know what needs to happen and you will protect them and guide them and that you have it all under control. God, we pray in thanksgiving for those who are listening and we pray in thanksgiving for all that you're doing. We love you. In your name, Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Amen. Cool. Good stuff, man. Yeah, man. It was a great conversation. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad. Thanks, man.